Hello and welcome to The Nerd Degree. It's me, Brendan Bennett, and this is our second year in review episode. We're looking at 2016 and then we are looking forward into 2017. Uh, it's a very, very fun show. Things get a little bit crazy uh, at the end, um, so uh, I hope you enjoy it. If you've got any uh, input for the show, I'd love to hear what you think. So uh, any ideas for themes for the show, uh, questions, uh, rounds, any of that kind of thing, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, so Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, email, nerddegree at gmail.com, uh, any of those things will be fine. Uh, so yeah, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Nerd Degree! Hello and welcome to The Nerd Degree. I'm your host, Brendan Bennett, and in this episode we are going to be looking back at 2016 and then looking forward into 2017 and what lies beyond. So we have... So death. Death. What? Death. <laughs> yes? We're, 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 we're looking forward into that unknown country from which no traveller has ever returned, is what you're saying. The future! <laughs> Look, I... Karen, I, I, I try to keep a positive tone with the show. I'm not going to... Let's not start with the inevitability of our own deaths. <laughs> Let's save it for at least round two. Yeah, just saying, not all of us are going to make it through 2017, so... You know who you are. <laughs> no, that's kind of the point, Harv. Um... All right, well, let's just get straight into the show then. Um, we have two teams who are going to be competing. Uh, I'll be asking them various difficult questions. If you could introduce yourselves, and then I would like to know your nerd year resolution. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, my name's Harvey Hakeen. I am a uh, um, superior nerd and alpha fail. Um, my nerd, de- nerd year resolution is uh, just stop getting into fights with 12-year-olds about superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> they just won't listen to reason. <laughs> to be fair, Harv, I reckon you can win them. <laughs> I'm not changing their paradigms, am I? <laughs> yeah. Tears are not a victory. Yeah? Thanks, Harv. <laughs> my name is Karen Healy, and I am a young adult science fiction fantasy author, and my nerd year resolution is to memorise a nerdy film, because if you hang out with these guys long enough, you can't just sit and watch The Princess Bride. No, 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 that's an interactive experience. And I just, you know, I feel left out, so I want to join in the experience of reciting every line with the right intonation. As you wish. (laughs) You're married. (laughs) Uh, So... You, the two of you are forming a team, and that team is called... The Alt-Wrong. The Alt-Wrong. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Alt-Wrong. <laughs> and competing against them, we have... Uh, hi, my name is Andrew Todd. I am a writer and a filmmaker. Um, and my uh, nerd year resolution is to play fewer video games. Because I review video games for a living, and... Uh, Boy, playing a lot of video games makes you hate video games. <laughs> um, so I want to p- play fewer, but like relish them more. Hmm. As you wish. <laughs> Hi there, my name's Jeff Clark. I'm an improviser, comedian, and the alter ego of Gary Starlight, appearing in the World Buskers <laughs> Festival later the, in, in late January. 
<laughs> Shameless plug. Um, and my nerd year's resolution is the uh, same one I had in two th- at the start of 2016, which is to remain spoiler-free uh, mm. for the things I intend to watch. Uh, the things that I have no intention of watching, I will read up on, learn, and destroy other people's joy of them. <laughs> I, love, I love that that's your, your, your healthy lifestyle choices. I'm going to cut out spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little treat to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great, and uh, together you are... Uh, we are... Yeah. Second, Second Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> Second Brexit, everyone. Got to fill up. Uh, first round, uh, <laughs> the nerds have been assigned some homework. I've asked them uh. all to write some fan fiction uh, based on uh, something from 2016. Uh, so I will, I will be judging this on how best it captures the zeitgeist of 2016 <laughs> and literary merit. <laughs> um, so, Karen, as an expert in fan fiction, I'm going to ask oh. you... To go first. Fantastic beasts and where to find them. Colon. A desperate fantasy. <laughs> Youth Scamander moved through the busy streets of 1920s Harlem, New York, dodging the many almost universally and inexplicably white passers-by in Harlem in 1920. <laughs> he was on his way to a meeting. President Serafina Pickery was not alone in her office. Standing by the window was a woman in her mid-thirties with bushy brown hair, a generous mouth and a time-turner prominently suspended from a golden chain. Mr Scamander, this is Hermione Granger, Pickery said. The strange woman held out her hand. Minister for Magic. Newt frowned. The Minister for Magic is... Oh, I see. From how far forward are you? 2017. Granger said, her mouth drawing into a tight line. Mr Scamander, would it surprise you to know that in the near century since your most recent exploits, no one has ever exceeded your ability to track and capture dangerous, fantastical creatures? Most of them aren't that, Newt began automatically, and then, realising she was complimenting him, oh, thank you, Uh, yes, I would be surprised, actually, I'm, I'm just trying to help, you know. Pickery coughed noise that sounded suspiciously like Hufflepuff. (laughs) Mr. Scamander, I need you to come back with Madame Pickery and myself to 2017. We face a new beast, more powerful and more deadly than anything you have ever encountered. Worse than a Hungarian horntail? Yes. Worse than an oculus? Yes. Worse than the double-breasted feral? I'm fairly certain you made that one up as an insultingly easy test of my own background knowledge, Granger said. But also, yes, in 2017, a threat, not only to wizards, but to all humanity, is rising. In its tacky, lavish, golden nest, it screeches and twitters, harassing those who oppose it and emboldening dark powers all over the world. Mr Scamander, we need you to capture and imprison a white-crested, orange-faced, short-fingered Vulgarian Trump. (laughs) Fuck me, said Newt. (laughs) I'll get my wand. And so Hermione and Pickery and Newt caught the Trump beast, and the tight knot of anxiety in my gut loosened a little bit, and everything in the world was vaguely okay. That seeming to be the best we can now hope for. The end. (laughs) 
This is a real journey. <laughs> um, all right. Representing uh, Second Brexit, Andrew Todd. Okay, so I uh, was given this task of, of writing fan fiction that captured the zeitgeist of 2016. And um, so I wrote something really fucking depressing. <laughs> uh, this is called uh, The Revolutionary Warmonger. The holiday was not going well. He had come to Revolution World mostly to get his hands on some hot robot Skylar sister ass, but everyone he met seemed bent on teaching him the history of the country he was supposed to be governing. The one figure with whom he felt kinship was the king, festooned in gold, living in a castle, ruling over peasants, and quietly losing his mind. He could get used to that. The others, Hamilton, Burr, and the rest, were clearly there to entertain the namby-pamby losers he'd been systematically eliminating all year long. His displeasure only grew when Jefferson's ghost began haunting the park. The ghost wasn't the problem. Jefferson was, after all, like him, in favor of slavery and of marrying family members. <laughs> it was the exterminators, a foursome of unchaperoned women in overalls, sixes at best, that drove him to despair. <laughs> Why should these women be allowed to steal men's jobs in such a way? As he watched them efficiently trap the spectral visitor, he pined for the carefree pageant days, the days before women talked back to him, before that Beyonce woman released that groundbreaking work of art she called Lemonade. He sighed and shook his head, reminding himself to organize Galaxy Note 7 shipments for the lot of them. <laughs> if only he'd gone to Westworld instead. At least Westworld had tits in it. <laughs> Andrew Todd, everyone. Can I get a copy of that? <laughs> so by my count, that covers Westworld, Hamilton the Musical, Ghostbusters, Donald Trump, Beyonce, and Galaxy Notes. Did I miss anything? Um, that's, no. It's quite a bit of coverage. Let's see. Oh, this is a difficult one. Uh, and so, I'm going to take this moment to introduce our scorekeeper. Uh, in the booth we have Ben Allen. How's it going, Ben? Good evening, Robot Brendan. <laughs> now, obviously, for those of you who... who didn't listen to the podcast that was released two weeks before this one. Uh, ben has been accusing me of being a robot. Um, ben, you're going to be... Can I trust you to keep the scores? Yeah, sure. I've also been looking up... I've uh, I found Nostradamus' top ten predictions for 2017. Great. <laughs> so I'll keep you apprised of that. Firstly, apparently, Italy will face financial hardship. <laughs> I mean, way to go out on a limb there, Nostradamus. <laughs> Is, is Nostradamus making these predictions specifically for 2017? For 2017, yeah. Like, how does he make predictions for every single calendar I year? think he made a lot of predictions. Yeah. And then they just delete the ones that don't happen, and then it looks like he's really accurate. Mm. Oh, it's mm. like crossing off things on a to-do list that you never actually intended to do mm. in the first place. Got it. Yeah. Well, things you wanted a partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just learn how to settle. Okay, so uh, Ben is going to be keeping the scores... Uh, and the first score that we have to keep is the five points that I am giving to the alt-wrong for the uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Let's move into our first question round. Could you roll for initiative? Four. Ten. Standard ten. Um, 
All right. Oh, Grom, you get the uh, first question. Uh, what connects these three things? What links a man trapped inside a cat, Mother's Day, and a lecherous grandfather? A rejected Shakespeare play? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to write that, I'd be... Yeah, I'd answer that. A, a man trapped inside a cat. A man trapped inside a cat, Mother's Day... And a lecherous grandfather. Well, as we know, Electra did not celebrate Mother's Day because of the sins of her mother who killed her father. Clearly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and her... Wait, which Electra? Are we talking about Sophocles? Lecherous. Oh, lecherous. Lecherous. <laughs> I thought you were talking about lecturers. Okay. Right. Lecturers. <laughs> yeah. A lecturous, like not a lecturer's grandfather. <laughs> Not Electra's grandfather. No, and not Electra's grandfather. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tell you what, would it make it simpler if I said a bad grandfather? A bad grandfather. Mm. But he's lecherous. That's gross. Okay. So a bad dad of a dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A bad, <laughs> yeah like a, a bad... Uh, uh, okay, well, the, the big like clue here is, is man inside a cat. Right. So that's like... <laughs> The big one. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously not too big or he wouldn't fit. Yeah, presumably it's a big cat. Or Batman. A, or, yeah, yeah, or a very small man. Very small man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, okay, so... What's the guy inside, inside a sphinx? Inside the sphinx. Yeah. yeah, there's a guy inside Okay, so let's go over to second Brexit. <laughs> what links uh, a man trapped inside a cat, Mother's Day, and a lecherous grandfather, dirty grandfather, I guess you'd say, uh, were they the worst movies of 2016? Um, which I think was Nine Lives was with, with Kevin Spacey was a man trapped inside a cat. Um, Dirty Grandpa was a movie with Robert De Niro. And what was the third one? Mother's Day. Mother's Day was the worst <laughs> movie of 2016. Are they like the three worst movies of 2016? Those are the three lowest rated films of 2016. Wow. Mm. I, just, I just want to point out I had a really funny joke answer, but um, Jeff just got it right, so you'll, you'll never get to hear that. <laughs> do you want to do you have do a crack anyway. at it? Or? No, it's too late. Do now. it anyway. No, we can edit it and then play it before mine and then... <laughs> Is anyone else here just suddenly terrified of Jeff? <laughs> that is insane knowledge. Sorry. Oh, this is your first time being on a show with Jeff. Oh. <laughs> um, yes, so uh, Nine Lives uh, got uh, a Metacritic score of 11 out of 100. Oh. Seen worse. Rolling Stone described it as the film that could change the most avid cat fancier into a kitty hater. <laughs> Mother's Day, 18 out of 100. Uh, the cin- cinematic equivalent of spilling boiling hot coffee on your mother. <laughs> uh, Seen worse. And uh, Dirty Grandpa, 18 out of 100. If Dirty Grandpa isn't the worst movie of 2016, I have some serious cinematic torture in my near future. <laughs> the Chicago Sun Times. Uh, can anyone name any of the remaining in the top 10 or bottom 10 uh, oh films? Oh. Suicide Squad. Uh, didn't make it into the bottom ten. That's oh, uh, that's a... Suicide Squad first draft. <laughs> uh, Fifty Shades of Black. That was about fourteen. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, the the, the Wayne Brothers one. Uh, Fifty Shades Darker. No, no, that's that, just a regular that's one. The, no, no, that's that was the one. Oh, it just still stands. That, that was Fifty Shades Darker. Did they make it yet? Uh, uh, I think the trailer just came out today. The trailer for Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> Uh, a Medea film. Oh, this is about 11 or 12. <laughs> yeah. Did really well at the box office, though. People loved them some Medea Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> um, so th- this is based on the Metacritic scores, not sales or anything. So we had yeah. Norm of the North, oh, yeah. Max Steel, Search Party, 
yoga hoses. Yoga yoga hoses. Hoses. <laughs> oh my god! I had a what? feeling that would get a reaction. Jesus Christ! Is that whoa, the whoa, worst whoa. movie what you've is... ever seen? So I, I saw Yoga Hoses at the Fantasia Film Festival in Montreal, and uh, Kevin Smith. You the can't director, say that sentence that casually. <laughs> Kevin Smith, the director, was there, um, and I interviewed him before the show, and. Um, I, I think we got like like one question in in this twenty minute interview because he just like just just talks he just talks at you and then the movie starts and he literally says the same shit for an hour like stretches it out an hour before the movie even starts and then like the movie is a total piece of shit for ninety minutes and then he talks for another hour at the end of the film. I uh, I posted a really negative review of it on birthmoviesdeath.com and uh, uh, got swarmed by a bunch of Kevin Smith haters, Kevin Smith fans uh, what, what on Twitter. What is Yoga Hoses about? <laughs> is it about? Um, it's about uh, Kevin Smith plays um, a whole bunch of uh, Nazi sausages uh, that I'm try to... stop you that, there. <laughs> 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 hey, that tried you like struck oil enough. That <laughs> tried that tried to climb into uh, the asses of a pair of teenage girls, one of whom is played by Kevin Smith's own daughter. Hey, and the other one hey. is, is hey. Uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. Isn't it? Yes. yes, yeah. But in in Kevin Smith's defence, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> if I could make a movie for my daughter to star in, I would. It would not be Yoga Hoses. <laughs> But I would make a movie for my kids to star in. So he was just trying to be a good dad. Just Look, be, be like Will Smith, okay? Make Karate Kid 2 for Gwen. She'd love it. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like second Brexit is going to be Andrew leaving the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swear uh, you mentioned Kevin Smith one more fucking time. I'm off the show. Eight, The Sea of Trees. Nine, Gods of Egypt. And ten, Man Down. Oh, Gods of Egypt, of course. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've, Gods of Egypt is getting is getting a critical reevaluation in light of its absolute fucking insanity. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah it's, is it trying to gain a cult status? Yeah, well, it's not trying to; it just is. I think in the wake of 2016, <laughs> everyone's definition of sanity has kind of shifted. Yeah, truth, justice, democracy. Mm. Yeah, and Gerard Butler is an Egyptian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Egyptian. <laughs> I'm a god of Egypt. Jared Butler has played a Spartan, um, he's a Scottish. French phantom. Yeah, he's Scottish. Has he ever played a Scotsman? He did with Catherine Heigl, uh, which was <laughs> no, he was an American in real life. <laughs> in the Ugly Truth, the Ugly Truth, yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Jared Butler tries he plays to a get Scots- to the anus Scotsman of young girls. Uh, <laughs> he plays a Scotsman in uh, Rock and Roller, Guy Ritchie film. Mm. It's a good movie. Mm. He's he's good in it. He plays a Scotsman. <laughs> Next film. No, <laughs> next, next question. Sorry, it's like, it's like someone just talked for 20 minutes. When I was to... <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my... Play the movie, Andrew. My... Play the movie. <laughs> oh. All right, uh, so, um, Andrew, you brought up uh, Westworld earlier uh, in sure your did. fan fiction. Um, why might Westworld consider taking to the high seas? Because um, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride has robots in it. And if they were, if they were lifelike sentient robots, they it would probably be best for them not to be at Disneyland. That's probably worth a point. Um, <laughs> this is a no, this is from another uh, list uh, top ten list from 2016, uh, which Westworld has made a uh, an entry onto. Are they going Eastworld? Well. 
No, never mind spoilers. Mm. <laughs> um, no, 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 just go spoiler free. We can't do that. Mm. So, I've watched season one of Westworld, though. Nice. Westworld is uh, it just entered the list of most pirated uh, TV oh. series of 2016, joining, of course, Game uh, of the number one, Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Always Game of Thrones. It wasn't, it wasn't actually the number one most pirated show of 2016. What is well, on your hard drive, Andrew? Uh, the number one most pirated show, believe it or not, is a show that is streaming only. Uh, it is the great, uh, the, the, the grand one, tour. The, the grand tour, the one mm. by the by that uh, the top you know, gear, the Top Gear Dick. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, 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 Top Gear Dicks. Yeah. 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 So is that being pirated? Like it's being pirated. Of, I'm like, not giving you guys any money, kind of stuff. Um, well. I don't know because, like, I feel like the people who would watch it would probably be the same people who would give it money. Um, but yeah, it's on it's on Amazon streaming, and it's apparently pirated like crazy. So when you make a show for dirtbags, dirtbags act like dirtbags. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what does that say about the, um, this, the rest of the, this list? So Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, Westworld, The Flash, and Arrow mm-hmm. are the uh, most pirated TV series according to Torrent Freak. Why would you do that? They're on demand, like same day streaming in New Zealand. I'm sorry, I'm just talking about Flash and Arrow. (laughs) 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 All right, uh, so uh, my next question is, what connects these uh, three things? What connects Tillman Buttersack, Taco Pope, and Dick Tips? Are these all names that have been forbidden? You can't name your kids these. Because <laughs> <laughs> every year this list comes out of names you're not allowed to give your children in New Zealand. Like people have tried uh, Benson and Hedges. Justice. Or justice or yes. any kind of office. Well, actually, I, d- I just looked that list up. Four different spellings of justice mm-hmm. have, have been what? banned. With like a Y... Or yeah. like with it, oh my! Um, for, but for real, they're not allowed to call their kids for real. Like with the number four and then real after that. Not to Mafia, that. no fear. Censorship. Senior constable. What's wrong with Taco Pop? <laughs> <laughs> Senior, Senior constable. What about? Is Junior Constable okay? <laughs> yeah, because that's not an official position. <laughs> and uh, apparently, the Roman numerals I I I, as in. Those, all those words, the Roman numerals, <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> um, But no, I can categorically say that, that uh, you are wrong, Karen. Uh, these are not names that people have been forbidden from calling their children. It's names that people have been encouraged to call their children. <laughs> Is this like getting a corporate brand tattooed on you for monies? Like name your kids taco t- what was it? Tillman Buttersack, <laughs> Taco Pope, Taco Pope, and Dick Tips. Uh, Dick, wait, did you say Dick Dick Tips? Dick Tips. Okay. Separate words. So first name Dick, last name Tips. Right. Yeah. Oh, is are... that the blog of the guy who gives like guys advice on how to best take? <laughs> no, this exists to best take their dick pics. I mean, yes, and and of course there's the other blog, Tillman Buttersack. What? What, is it, what happens on that? What well, happens on that vlog, Karen? As everybody knows, the major Cat Stevens song "Tiller Man." Mm. Yes, mm. Uh, a a B side on that track was "Buttersack," and so this is a blog dedicated to talking about the the, the less famous songs of uh, famous singers. So, is it uh, uh, things we would rather have as president of the United States? <laughs> <laughs> The Taco Pope, uh, some, some dick tips. 
I mean, taco poke pretty much is self-explanatory. You're probably going to be getting about some Mexican holy food. Yeah. These <laughs> these are all names of actual people mm-hmm. um, that were finalists in the Name of the Year contest that's held <laughs> how, every year. You guys might remember. How do you enter that? Twenty. You just have to have that name. You have, to like, have a name. That's are amazing. they entered by babies? Is it entered <laughs> no, by? Like, uh, well, no, no, no. You've got people, to make a name for yourself first. <laughs> like, like are these are these names that were given to them at, at birth? Or are they like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna win this goddamn competition <laughs> this year. I'm gonna change You're my dream and Taco Pope. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be, they have to be people's legal names to to compete in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you guys remember in 2015, of course, the winning name was uh, Amanda Miranda Panda. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's, it's hard adorable. to beat. Hard to beat. Uh, so the, the top eight for 2016 were Tillman Buttersack, Oh No Hose. <laughs> oh no. Pope McCorkle the Third, Dick Tips, Taco Pope, Howdy Goody, Sweet Orifice, <laughs> and Horha Pound Turnip Seed. Um, so the. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Are you going to tell us the winner? The winner was, uh, so this is the name of an associate professor at Sanford School of Public Policy. And it was, of course, Pope McCorkle the <laughs> Third. Pope McCorkle III. Pope McCorkle, yes, Pope McCorkle so the yeah, How did Pope McCorkle I and Pope McCorkle Two feel about this? <laughs> yeah. And how the Pope was having children. Pope. I thought mm. those days were done. Not the most controversial name of 2016. Bodie McPokeface. Mm. Uh, which was, which was uh, actually named what? Something terrible. The David Attenborough. Yeah. Uh, correct, yes, the yeah. RSS Sir David Attenborough. Um, Stupid. Who would have thought that the only people to ignore a really bad idea in a vote would be scientists? <laughs> yeah, funnily enough, they weren't like, oh, the people have spoken, we're going to have to go with it. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I was just looking at the popular baby names of 2016. Does anyone know what the most popular boy and girl names were? David for boys? Jack? Uh, no, no, neither of those are in the top. Edward! Adolf. That's still. <laughs> Adolf. That's next year. <laughs> I know Hitler's on the band list. <laughs> Actually, you were you were very close with Jack. Jackson is number Jim. one. Jackson. 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 Yep, Jackson's number one. Jackson. And for girls, it's uh, Emily. Uh, Charlotte. Emma's Sarah. number two. Charlotte's number ten. Miss Jackson. Rebecca. <laughs> uh, yes, from the audience. <laughs> Miranda. Sophia. Oh, Sophia's number like one. Sophia. Oh, <laughs> Sophia's the first. <laughs> ah, parents in the house, you know what I'm talking about. So just looking, um, you mean the first Latina Disney princess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like seven out of the top ten girls' names end in an A, and about seven of the top boys' names end in an N. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm. Um, so there's a big upswing in uh, baby names related to nature. Lily, Poppy, Daisy, and Holly have all jumped mm-hmm. up the list. Willow, Willow, Willow. Which brings us to uh, people March. whose names come from pop culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what names are moving up the list uh, that are taken from uh, pop culture? Zelda. Kylo. Zelda? I do know a Zelda. Kylo. Kylo, yep. Kylo's on uh, the rise for a boy's oh, name. Yep. Khaleesi <laughs> on its upward trajectory. Khaleesi, Khaleesi made it big in 2015. Yeah. Oh. The young side. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you're, like, real. Uh, like you're not allowed to name your children after royalty. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> Harley, Harley. Yep, Harley and Quinn oh, wow. are both uh, are both up there. Margot, uh, 
Not on the, not on the list I have. Princess uh, Peach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Diana. Diana. Uh, I've got Kara from Supergirl. Cara, yep. mm -hmm. uh, Felicity and Thea mm -hmm. from Arrow. Uh, Leia, Kylo and Finn. Mm -hmm. uh, and but also, no Ray. No love for Poe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Damn. Um, There's a singer called Poe. Mm. It's Teletubby called Poe. <laughs> um, there was, uh, there was a writer called Poe, e. too. <laughs> also, there's a rise in galactic-themed names. Uh, Nova, Orion, and Luna. Andromeda. Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos, um, eater of stars. <laughs> Magellan. <laughs> any, any other... Norin Rad. Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia, mm. that's a nice name. It is. Um, any other any other uh, ideas? Thanos. <laughs> um, uh, eventually, it's coming. It's oh. coming eventually. Uh, um, Hubble. Ort. <laughs> oh, Hubble. Juno. Ort cloud. <laughs> XN six five seven one. All right, that brings Star us. Star killer. That brings Damon. us to the end of the round. Let's go over to what? Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him home, people. Bring him home. <laughs> uh, what's your first name? Matt Damon. Great. Um, no, no, not Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> ben, what are the scores? <laughs> uh, before we go to the scores, did you know that Nostradamus predicted that cloud computing would disappear this year? <laughs> do, you have, do you have the phrasing of that prediction? No, he's, he's, he's gone on to elaborate. It's, it's quite an attention-grabbing headline, but he said, Nostradamus apparently also predicted that the term cloud will disappear from the phrase cloud computing by 2017 because most of the computers will simply be assumed to be, quote, done in the cloud. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nostradamus ben, was very specific. Have you checked the sources on this? <laughs> Are we thinking about the same Nostradamus here? <laughs> Look, this he isn't like a, some guy in a basement. It's probably pretty much some guy Whose username is Nostradamus. <laughs> Nostradamus Nostradamus 420 by the sounds of things. But the scores, which Nostradamus has not has remained mum on, as far as I know, uh, the old wrong are on thirteen, and second Brexit are on eleven. Mm -hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, old wrong in the lead. Yeah. Let's uh, return to our fan fiction uh, <laughs> oh, <shit>. challenge. <laughs> so, um, Jeff. Yes, Jeff. Uh, have you written some fanfic for I us? I have. I have, and I'm, I'm going to need um, everyone to take part. I've written it as a radio what? play. Oh um, so, <laughs> if you just take these two pages and pass them down. Um, so, um, Javier, I'd like you to be Lucas. Wait, oh, that's two um, pages. Is it two pages long? Andrew, I'd oh, like oh, you no. to be Dustin. Brendan, you're the role of Mike. Oh, yeah, it's two. It's two um, Karen, you're reading the role of... Uh, well, she, she's the only female character, so you'll, you'll know where she is. And um, <laughs> since it's a radio play, Ben, I would like you to read the, all the, uh, the, the stage instructions, all the stuff oh that's um, in italics. Sure. I will read the part of uh, Jess Dark. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Clark No, Jess, Jess Dark <laughs> this, is, this is entitled Darker Things A piece of speculative reinterpretation By Jeff Clark Interior, a basement games room in the 1980s Hawkins, Indiana, the mid-80s Says it twice, Jeff, in the mid-80s mm -hmm. A nostalgia-inducing But still affordable piece of 80s music Is playing <laughs> A group of three 12-year-old nerdy kids Are sitting around a board filled with pewter orcs, goblins And adventurers 
They've been playing a role-playing game, but are at present arguing about something else. Am I Lucas? Yes, you are. <laughs> the, the only non-white character in the... <laughs> 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 Well, did you really want Andrew to play him? It's a... Go on. <laughs> no, that's fine, Jeff. It's your... It's your Aryan play. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just saying, there's no way Batman could beat Superman. Now, I've got a line here. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out that Jeff is very specific in his script about who is going to be playing this character and how it is to be played. So, Harv, if we could have your line again, please. I'm just saying, there's no way Batman could beat Superman. Seriously, he's Batman! Of course he could! He always has a plan! (laughs) Well, I want to see the Fantastic Four in a movie. That would be awesome! Suddenly, the basement door bursts open and the new kid in school, Jess Dark, enters. He is fashionably skinny and wears glasses that show he is really, really smart. He has a bandage around his hand. Accompanying him is a slight figure wearing a hooded sweatshirt with some 80s reference. Let's say Elf. Remember Elf? Hey, 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 it's the new mysterious new kid, Jess Dark! He has, like, all the latest Transformer toys, watches the TV show and reads the comic book, which has important differences from the animated series. (laughs) Yeah, he's totally cool and awesome. (laughs) What's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. Jess's voice is low and masculine because he's gone through an early and mercifully swift puberty. (laughs) Not a long, drawn-out and painful process over half a decade. There's something going on in the Department of Energy. They've been doing weird experiments on people. That's what happened to Will. Of course, you're totally right. Whoa! I saved one of them. The figure in the hoodie takes off the hood to reveal it's a 12-year-old girl with a very short haircut. My name is Twelve. I saved 12 from some government assassins. Then I brought her here. She has superpowers. Wow, that is so cool. You're awesome, Jeff. <laughs> this, this is bull... <laughs> what sort of superpowers? 12 points at Lucas and floats him into the air. Then points at a chair and it explodes. It is pretty cool. Whoa! I like egos. Note, this can be changed to Pop-Tarts if Pop-Tarts do a sponsorship deal. <laughs> Suddenly the Demogorgon enters through a dimensional rift. Everyone else is really scared except for Jess, who is totally brave. <laughs> no way, monster! You won't take her! <laughs> Jess jumps in front of the creature as it attacks Twelve, but it manages to stab her with its claw things. Jess catches her as she falls with his injured hand. He winces because it hurts, but he doesn't drop her because he's awesome. <laughs> If you could read the Demogorgon as well, Okay, all right. That's good. The Demogorgon advances while the other kids cower in fear. Jess raises his hand to protect 12. Suddenly a burst of white light erupts from his hand and the Demogorgon is blasted back into another dimension. What just happened? Jess looks at his hand, then at 12, who is bleeding in a dramatic but not life-threatening way. (laughs) 
as he holds her up with his other hand. His injured hand. My blood has given you my powers. I didn't ask for these powers, but I will use them to fight evil wherever I can. <laughs> and we'll be your team! <laughs> I should warn you all now that it does also say end of part one. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got like, like, I've got other parts if you want to do them. No, no, that's I think you've made your point. Thank okay. you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well... <laughs> so... Jeff, you haven't changed, mate. I love that. <laughs> I love that you, you've been sending me the script for two years. So <laughs> uh, do you do you have a do you have a script, pal? Well, yeah, um, I, I don't I don't have a script. I... Oh, I sorry. Yes, that wasn't actually the task. <laughs> sorry. No, um, no, I, I just asked for fan fiction. You, you asked for some fan fiction, and then you decided to leave me to last on this. So <laughs> this can only end in failure. After the radio play we've just had. Can't. Hear that silence, it only confirms it. <laughs> hey guys, 2016's been you know, a tough year for a lot of people, but let's, let's think about the people that have been ploughing all the way through and still keeping on going, okay? These guys, quite ironically, might be the real heroes. This is a piece called You Keep Doing You. <laughs> An open letter to criminals living in New York in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. (laughs) Dear criminal living in the New York in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you keep doing you. You could have chosen to commit crimes anywhere else in the United States, nay, the world, but you've chosen to carry out your illegal actions in the city home to 99% of the superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. (laughs) Your commitment to a life of crime is commendable, if not insane. (laughs) Of course, you've prepared potentially for going up against the mobile arsenal that is Iron Man and War Machine, let alone the combined destructive powers of the rest of the Avengers. You've brought along a gun. (laughs) You won't get caught. You could hide your identity too. Who cares about S.H.I.E.L.D.'s database, Tony Stark's scanners, and Vision's ability to disintegrate any material in front of a face? You're wearing a plastic mask. You keep doing you. And remember, we need to commit these crimes for money, don't we? Of course there's money to be made in the construction industry from the constant repairs and rebuilds New York City must go through each time a movie decimates the skyline. But these banks aren't going to rob themselves, are they? Hey... You're not just a warm-up for a superhero. You keep doing you. I just keep keep repeating that for for ages, right? Of course, keep heart. The Avengers, they're too busy frying bigger fish. And no, you haven't forgotten about the devil of Hell's Kitchen who specialises in beating the living shit out of common thugs like you. Or Luke Cage with his impenetrable skin who's hooking up with the superhuman PI Jessica Jones and rumours of his Iron Fist friend who's about to hit time. You keep doing you. Of course, whatever. These goody two-shoes just put you away. You can just do a bit of time in the slammer. Don't even worry about the fact that there's an ex-special forces, forces vigilante calling herself the Punisher going around straight up murdering you and all your friends. 
you keep doing you. <laughs> I think we should have ended with Jeff's radio play. Have your hakeen, everyone. <laughs> So the challenge was to write some fan fiction that captured the zeitgeist of 2016. <laughs> Jeff, I think you perfectly captured the zeitgeist of Jeff Clark. <laughs> In 2016. <laughs> more, that sounded more like Jeff Clark in like 1990. I haven't changed much. <laughs> um, so, again, on a technicality... No, I'm no, <laughs> what message are you teaching people here today? <laughs> um, okay, we need to keep moving. Uh, so, uh, let's move straight on to the next round. What connects these three things? A Bluetooth-enabled bird feeder, a rubber tongue extension, and a collapsible bicycle helmet. Oh, Karen. Are they all Kickstarter projects? They are all ah. Kickstarter projects that got funded this year. Mm. They got Yes, these are all Kickstarter projects that got funded this year. This uh, year or last year? Uh, sorry, 2016. Oh, yeah. So. <gasps> sorry, Jude. <laughs> if we're, if, if we're going to focus on technicalities, we might as well. Is the collapsible bike helmet that thing that, like, it's like, it's just... It's just like a collar, and then like it detects when you fall off your bike, and it just goes like, <gasps> like an airbag. That's a crash. That's a crash. No, no, a collapsible bike helmet is when it detects that Jeff is being a pedantic asshole. <laughs> it refuses to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's just uh, let's just move on. So, uh, we're going to play a quick game of kick started or kick stopped. <laughs> I'm going to uh, read out the description of different Kickstarter uh, projects. Uh, and you have to guess whether they were successfully funded or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this first we one... Ding in? Uh, yeah, yeah. So this one quite famously... What are you doing with your finger there, Jeff? <laughs> I'm getting ready to ding. Uh, was, uh, warming a, up the bell there. Yeah. <laughs> a potato salad. It was funded. Yes, uh, the Zach Danger Brown asked for $10... Uh, so he could make a potato salad. He raised $55,000. Okay. Uh, he held a potato salad party as a result. Like a yeah. festival. Yeah, a festival. Wow. Okay, next one. Twerk Island. It's a reality TV show. Dancers compete to be the best uh, twerker. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it didn't get funded because it's probably already in development with a major network. It had a goal of 1 million euro. And it got thirty euro. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I just suggest to the uh, to the creators of Torque Island yeah. um, that if it had been a Kickstarter for an actual island on which twerking was legally enforced, um, they might, might have got thirty five. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Uh, graphing the deliciousness of a chicken burrito. That's. That's exactly the kind of thing I would throw $5 at. So I'm going to say that was totally funded. Yeah, he asked for $8, uh, <laughs> and he raised 1000 um, oh. setting a record for a 13,000% success rate. <laughs> um, he end- ended up rating 24 different burritos uh, oh. and eating a burrito while skydiving. Oh. Did, well, how delicious were they? <laughs> Oh, he wrote. He made some elaborate graphs, mm. uh, oh. deliciousness graphs. You can look them up. Is that like Does deliciousness, like as you as you plow through the burrito, or mm. like 
uh, deliciousness over time. Like, the longer you leave the burrito, like, the, the colder I'll send, it gets. I'll send you the link, Andrew. Does the sensation of falling heighten your enjoyment of the burrito, much as a dangerous uh, situation can en- enhance feelings of arousal and attraction between people, which is a, which is a scientifically it verified is? fact. Well, I mean... Um, does, does jumping out of a plane make a burrito taste better? Collapsible helmet alert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a literal sense, it, it, it's, it's constantly lowering your enjoyment of the burrito. Okay. <laughs> the next... Oh. <laughs> Until you, until you reach terminal burrito velocity. Oh, my God. <laughs> a Thomas velocity? the Tank Engine-themed role-playing game. <sighs> that didn't need to be funded because it's already a Skyrim mod. Mm. Oh, uh, <laughs> also copyright. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, no, so it asked for £20,000. It got zero. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, drink a Red Bull in every state and post a video on YouTube. Uh, so it asked for $2,500. It raised $1. Oh. Um, that can't even get you a Red Bull. <laughs> That's so sad. Um, you don't get any of the money. <laughs> emoji dick. A mo- uh, translation of Moby Dick into emoji. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of thing you should just do for the love of it. I have no idea, but where can I donate? <laughs> uh, you can't donate, but you can buy it yeah. uh, because it got successfully funded. Um, oh. This is the worst. How does it? How does it? Oh, never mind. <laughs> is the whale an eggplant? Is that what they're using? Is there an emoji? No, there's there? an emoji for a whale. Okay. Mm. Uh, pit phone, the world's first personal music player for pits. Surely that would have been funded. Uh, no. Aww. No. 10,000 out of uh, 200,000. Yeah. Meat soap. <laughs> if the meat in question is bacon, it I is. would say oh, it, are we it talking was about, like, definitely funded. Meat? Is it meat or like, hey, meat soap? <laughs> so like this BJ was. Tarzan. This was soap that smelled like freshly cooked bacon. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. would funded. get funded. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty much anything related to bacon gets funded. Stupid <laughs> fucking internet. Um, one more. Lionel Richie's head. <laughs> uh, I think that probably would get funded. So it was a giant inflatable sculpture of Lion- Lionel Richie's head. Uh, I thought they were just trying to recreate the bust that was used in the Hello Music <laughs> video. Because that to- I mean, that, that's totally what I'm looking for. It, was it funded? Yes. No. No. Oh. It was funded. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, that brings us to the end of Kickstarted or Kickstopped. Ben, what are the scores? And what is a terrible prediction from Nostradamus? Well, <laughs> Nostradamus uh, predicts that 2017 will be a year of redefinition for Latin America. <laughs> ben, do, when, when did Nostradamus live? Long time ago. Was, was Latin America a concept at Listen, that point? It's in on history? the internet. It must be true. <laughs> scores, please. The scores are oh, wrong, are on 20 points, and second Brexit are on 18 points. Ooh. I'm wrong, everyone. Closing that gap. That brings us to the final round ah. uh, debate <laughs> round. The round where the size of the gap doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. This is for 2.1 points. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, you may be familiar with the 1987 uh, film directed by Paul Michael Glasser, uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
The Running Man. Mm-hmm. It's set in this dystopian future where criminals compete on a TV show where they must escape from professional killers. This futuristic film was set in 2017. So the topic that I put to you is, will The Running Man accurately represent what 2017 is going to be like? Can I just call you up there on a technicality, Brendan? Uh, please do. <laughs> um, the, Running Man, the Running Man's opening crawl is set in 2017, but the actual events depicted in the movie take place in 2019. Collapsible helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, how how can we even but, say? But, like the Running Man is, was going for quite a while before mm. uh, the events of the film. So I think we can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah <sighs> <laughs> like okay. the concept of the Running Man. Okay, so that that makes it pretty clear. Yeah. Um, so, oh, wrong. You guys are going to be arguing that it does accurately represent 2017. Uh, and second Brexit, you are going to be arguing that it does not. Mm. Well, that's an obvious reason why. <laughs> and then the audience will be the judge, and we'll see what kind of things appeal well, to them. Very well, Andrew, you've come out very strong. Why would you say what you say? Yeah? No, 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 no. There's a full man. No, no, I've had a few. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Javier, before you go on, can I, just, can I just quote some wise words I heard earlier on tonight? Tears are not a victory. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, wrong. Right. Why does it represent what 2017 is going to be like? Okay, The Running Man... If you're not familiar with the setting, it's a totalitarian American government. American government. American government. Um, There are food riots in California. Riots. Riots. There there is protesters and rebels and underground cells, but they are regularly censored and oppressed. And the American people are sedated by an endless supply of increasingly violent reality TV shows, including The Running Man. Now, The Running Man, as we know it, is supposed to be viewed as allegory. It's supposed to be, well, there's no way people would actually send uh, convicted criminals through a maze to be hunted by serial killers. But believe you me, that is already in production at Fox Studios. There is going to be a production of The Running Man in 2017. We are just aiming at that future. Just can't get the Kickstarter going. (laughs) (laughs) Damn burritos overtook us. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm saving for the rebuttal. I'm waiting for the statements. Okay. Great stuff. Second Brexit. So I just have to point out (laughs) that uh, The the Running Man is not an accurate depiction of uh, what 2017 will be like because it is, in fact an accurate depiction of what 2019 will be like. <laughs> because, you see, this kind, of, this kind of transformation of our culture from the relatively benign culture of reality TV mm. and executions that we have now 
uh, it takes time to uh, to develop into the two merging. Yeah, uh, the uh, format of the Hunger Games, uh, sorry, Running Man uh, or <laughs> Hunger Games, uh, it has only just been tentatively launched in Russia, where they mm. are actually making a reality TV show where people are dropped in the wilderness for nine months. And murder and all, all forms of violence are what? technically legal for the show. So it's going to take at least two years before Network can see how successful it is and adopt it for American TV screens. That's right. And uh, once this uh, battle royale, sorry, I mean uh, the running man, um, <laughs> has, been, has been proven, that's when it will be turned into uh, law. Uh, because um, as, as Arnold Schwarzenegger himself has proven, uh, it takes time to get through the entertainment industry before you actually get into government. Mm. <laughs> I, Thank I you. feel like you've just been arguing points for us. Yes, I mean... We'd about like to... how this will happen. Yeah, I mean, particularly we now know that uh, the quick adoption of Russian ideology is granted. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> On... Thank you. On January the twentieth, so we're we're very clear on the fact that this you're you're you know it's going to take two years. Yeah, that was when bureaucracy got in the way of the truck. <laughs> so this making America great <laughs> again will take place almost immediately. We've been promised that, and we know we can believe it. Okay, he's, he's been absolutely advocating for taking people down. He's already got. The, the world kind of spotlight in his Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. He's mm. promised people going to jail and being punished, draining the swamp. He's building the arena. He calls it a wall. All right? Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, think, uh, I think what um, what the other team is suggesting is, is really grossly overestimating the efficiency and uh, efficacy of the United States government. Yeah, I mean, for a key difference between the 2017 of The Running Man and the 2017 of now is that the entire populace of America watches The Running Man. Can you imagine an America now that would entirely be watching one specific show and be unified in their fandom of it? Game of Thrones! (laughs) (laughs) An American TV show. There's uh, There's also, in this world of The Running Man, there are no superhero films. Uh, there are none featured or f- we don't know. That's and we've hearsay. seen, yeah, yeah. And we've, seen we've seen the lineups that that Marvel and DC have planned for the next for the next at least for the next two years. So <laughs> and, no, they've gone up to twenty twenty and beyond. So twenty nineteen Disney twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah. So Disney will not allow the Running Man type dystopia to occur until they have finished. And if you're going to question whether or not Disney doesn't have that power, Disney has that power. Okay. Okay. Well, look, uh, I'd like. Uh, Closing arguments. Okay, if we're looking at what the running man we like, let's get let's get fucking serious for a second here, people. Right? Are we talking about a future where we are watching people die for our own amusement and entertainment? We're very, very close to that right now. Um, I believe that a Russian ambassador was shot on live TV and we all watched it. Right? I know I'm changing the little tone of the show here, but we're very close to that already. And also, ugly tracksuits, we're there. <laughs> one final point, and this is one of hope. The Running Man has a happy ending. The rebels win, they rise up and defeat oppression. And that's why it's an accurate representation of what's going to happen in 2017. <laughs> Closing statements from Second Brexit. We would, uh, we would take 
some of the same uh, suggestions made by the other team, but we would say that there is no happy ending coming for us in 2017. <laughs> it's going to be a nonstop parade of misery, death, violence, and reality television, and that's just in the White House. <laughs> it's not like 2017 because, unfortunately, because Arnold Schwarzenegger is not an American citizen, he can't actually do anything about it. The most he can do is appear on a series called The Celebrity Apprentice, where he has taken the role of Killian. Inverting and completely darkly mirroring the running man. That's right. Our closing argument is that the 2017 will be even worse than the running man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, well, folks, uh, it's now up for you to decide uh, whether running man is going to accurately be represented in 2017. Uh, so, uh, do you think yes? Do you think no? Worse! Worse! Okay, uh, it looks like the alt-wrong have it. Well, no, 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 actually, if you, if you pay attention, those specific audience members count for more than the other audience members. So despite the majority because of people in the room, the, the, due to the, the um, electoral block, college so, uh, system <laughs> of the room, we technically win. If we we could have won the Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> tonight's episode Wrong. Of... Wrong. Can we read part two of Jeff's radio play? <laughs> ben, uh, normally at this point I would ask you to add up the scores and we would declare a winner, but it's clear that tonight there will be no winner. <laughs> there will, Such, there will a nasty host. There will actually be a winner. Whoever wins... We all lose. <laughs> the winner in 2017 will be the people of North and South Korea, which Nostradamus predicts will reunify in 2017. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that one. That's going to be very exciting. Oh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not prepared to declare any kind of winner. Uh, a round of applause for both of our teams. <laughs> We are here on the first Wednesday of every month. Please come and join us again. Thank you very much. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.